What's up, everybody, and welcome back to episode 76 of the 1% Podcast. As I mentioned in the last episode, been tough to uh, schedule some interviews lately, so I'm going to do a recap of the real estate market, what I think is ahead, and uh, what I foresee in the future for these interest rates and home prices, because even if you're not in the market, I know you guys have been seeing some headlines on what's been going on within my industry, as well as you know the housing market with some of these prices, appreciation, and the interest rates obviously going up. So I'm going to explain how it all works, how the interest rates fluctuate, what you know are some things to look out for as far as seeing them come down or what we can expect for the next several months and years uh, to come because there is a lot of data coming out and we shall see how this is all affected. Um, obviously, we're coming up on an election year, which is going to have a big impact on a lot of things, um, including potentially the housing market, um, just because a lot of the uh, deals and, I guess, laws that they sign into place do affect a lot of the housing laws and regulations. And there are things that certain candidates will do or sitting presidents will do to sign into law to try to get more voters. Um, for example, Biden saying he could wipe away all student loan debt, and that was what, something that he ran on, uh, not to get political on here, but that is unconstitutional. And as I'm sure you guys saw, if you follow any of the politics or anything that's coming out, the Supreme Court just cracked down on that. He is not allowed to do that. So now they're putting in an appeal to try to appeal it, even though it's unconstitutional. So anyway, there's a lot of things that either a sitting president or a candidate can do to try to entice voters to vote for them. But in all reality, those things are not even going to come true. So talk about a few of those things that have to pertain to the housing market, uh, how that could affect you and all that other good stuff. So uh, as far as the housing market is concerned, I mean, everything is still hot. If you're selling a home right now, if you put it on the market, you list it at a <clears throat> good price, it's flying off the market, multiple offers, bid over asking prices, contingencies waived. Um, so we've gotten into what the contingencies are previously. So you got financing, appraisal contingencies and your due diligence period. So Waiving all of those puts you in a really bad spot as a buyer because if you want to back out of the home, you cannot terminate for any reason um, and get your earnest money back. So putting up earnest money is a good faith deposit to show that you are a well-qualified an engaged and serious buyer. So I just had a closing today that, you know, they put $20,000 of earnest money up. So if anything were to happen outside the contingency periods, that money is lost. Um, so that's why we got to do our due diligence on the front end, make sure everything looks good and the clients are qualified. So that's why you got to talk to someone who knows what they're doing, uh, i.e. myself, hopefully. So, um, with all that being said, housing market forecast for the future, we do see uh, 6% appreciation being forecasted this year, which means that <clears throat> if your home is worth $100,000, it should be worth $106,000 at the end of the year. So to put that in terms of more, you know, regularly priced homes. If you have a $500,000 home at the beginning of this year, should be worth five thirty dollars next year. And so the benefits of home ownership and a lot of things I don't think people understand is you don't have to pay anything except for your mortgage and live in the property or even rent it out to other people and have them pay for your mortgage. And you get that $30,000 of appreciation just because you own the home. So you're not paying anything extra for that. You're not, you know, 
having to pay money to receive the $30,000. Obviously, it's stored away in the equity of your home. So with all that being said, um, you do have to sell the home or do a cash out refinance or get out a HELOC to obtain any of that equity in your home. Um, but HELOC's home equity line of credit, it's basically a credit card with a lower interest rate on your home with the equity you have built into it. So you can use it and get draws out of it to pay things down, to put a down payment on a new home, to buy an investment property, to to buy a new car, to do whatever you want to do and just pay it off accordingly, obviously according to the interest rate and how much money you do pull out in each draw. Um, usually, you know, it's up to a certain amount or a certain loan to value. So if you own 50% equity in your $500,000 home, you have a $250,000 loan on it. Usually they'll only let you pull up to 80% loan to value. So you can pull out a HELOC of up to $150,000. So a lot of things you can do with equity and appreciation in your home um, as far as the interest rates are concerned. So Interest rates have been rising over the past two years, as I'm sure everybody knows. When I started in the industry, they were at 3%, and I had no idea that it was like an anomaly and that it was historically low. So, you know, you still had people complaining about their interest rate when it was at 3%, which looking back on it is absolutely asinine. Um, but with rates continuing to go up, that is causing less buyers to have purchasing power. So for instance, if your monthly payment on a $300,000 home at 3% interest is $1,500, I'm just throwing out ballpark numbers, didn't run anything here, so don't quote me on any of these numbers, but $300,000 house, you put 3% down, your loan amount's two ninety one. All in, let's say principal, interest, taxes, and insurance, your monthly payment is right around you know fifteen dollars to $1,800. What well, 7% interest, it's going to make that payment closer to $2,800 to $3,000, um, so causing you to lose significant amount of buying power. Um, and what that means is with your debt-to-income ratio, you can only go up to 50%. So all your monthly debt and obligations that you have, uh, along with your monthly proposed housing expense, cannot exceed 50% of your gross monthly income. So for all of you listening that are trying to buy a home, uh, that want to buy a home soon, you need to try to get rid of as much debt as possible as quick as possible. Um, and I would say any you know, auto loans or something that you want to stay away from. I see five, six, seven, a thousand dollar monthly payments on, you know, cars. And that is going to be the easiest way to kill your qualifying abilities. So if we do have people that are paying off debt to increase their borrowing power, I always recommend car, uh, you know, car, car loans being paid off first or any high balance credit cards that have a high monthly payment. So if you have any of those things, I recommend working on that and getting those paid down as soon as possible or completely paid off if possible. Um, another thing is if you own a home and you do have those things, you can always get a HELOC and pay them off because the HELOC is going to be a lower interest rate. So having a home gives you the accessibility and the ability to pull money out of the home and leverage the good debt that you have in your home uh, in order to pay some of these things off. So basically my whole thought here with the podcast today is you need to buy a home as soon as possible if you want to buy a home in the near future because a lot of these things that are going on in the market, we're getting positive data uh, which should have the interest rates dropping back down. However, some of the jobs reports and some of the things that are coming out from government reports are coming out that the economy is actually doing good, which anybody that's living in any world that's on earth, uh, that's not in a fantasy land can see that the economy is probably not doing that great right now. Interest rates are, you know, skyrocketing, you know, there's 
tons of people that need help or need jobs and that are being laid off. And the jobs report that's been coming out the past few months has been saying that the United States has actually been gaining jobs in the service sector. So if you look at the service sector, go into any single restaurant that you've been in the past six months, and they're only you know filling up half the restaurant because they don't have servers that'll come work at the restaurant. So I have no idea where these jobs are coming from. A lot of people in the industry that I talk to have no idea where these jobs are coming from either. Um, so again, I think some of these reports have been falsified and, you know, call it what you want, tinfoil hat or whatever the case may be. But I do think that some of these things are being done on purpose. Um, if we do go into a recession, which technically we've been in a recession for quite some time now with negative GDP and all those things, even though Apparently, GDP is increasing due to some of these reports that are coming out, again, that I think are potentially falsified. But that is just my opinion. That is not a fact. That is totally my my personal opinion. Uh, but with all that being said, inflation data had been coming down. That inflation is subsiding. That's supposed to cause interest rates to come back down. The Fed came out and talked and said that they may hike interest rates again, which caused rates to you know react negatively and to go up since the Fed spoke and their Fed minutes came out. Um, so with all that being said, what, what I'm getting at in this podcast is you never know what's going to happen and you never know which one of these reports are, you know, I guess true or being falsified at all, um, just because of where they're coming from. So with all that being said, if you have the means to buy a home, even though the interest rates are a little bit higher right now, I highly recommend you do so because there's low inventory, low volume on the market. So there's still competition on a lot of these houses that you would not normally have competition on at where they're listed at. Um, and the appreciation is still, again, forecasted at 6%. So if the appreciation continues to go up, if interest rates come down, then appreciation is going to skyrocket because more borrowers are going to be able to, to qualify for more homes. So with that being said, if you can get into a home now, whether you get help from a family member or a relative, um, as a gift or whether you and a significant other or you or a friend go in and buy a house and split it down the middle and are able to buy a house, it's only going to be a positive investment for the future. And if interest rates don't settle down and home prices continue to go up, it's kind of a scary thought. And I don't want to be the guy who's a doom and gloom guy because I'm always glass half full. Um, and I think the rates will come back down in the next 12 months is my forecast and prediction to about 5%. Um, but with all that being said, if the rates don't settle down, home prices continue to appreciate and you're not making consistently and significantly more money over the next several years, it's only going to be harder and harder for you to qualify to buy a home. So again, if you have, you know, a college degree in the same line of work that you're working in, if you get one pay stub, we can qualify the loan. If you don't and you're 1099, we need two years of tax returns. Or if you're working hourly, we're going to probably need two years of income in order to qualify you for the loan. But I highly recommend if your lease is coming up or if it's something that you entertain the thought of, even if you're not in a state where I'm licensed in, which would be Alabama, Georgia, Tennessee, Florida, Carolinas, um, call me and I'm more than happy to help you out or put you in contact with someone that can help you. I think that this is a huge way for you to build, you know, significant financial wealth and also leverage debt for the future. Uh, cause if anything happens and you run into, you know, a lump sum of money or, you know, a lump sum cost, let's say you have a house that you bought, 
you know, five years ago for $300,000, that house is at least worth 350. If you've done some renovations or upgrades, it's probably worth 400,000. So while putting your down payment down of let's say 5%, so you're at 285 loan loan amount, then five years of paying down the principal balance of your loan and the appreciation of 50 to a hundred thousand dollars, you have accessible, you know, accessibility to at least 125 to $150,000 of equity in your home. So for whatever reason you need money, you could do a cash out refinance, you could sell your home and pay off whatever debt you need or have a lump sum amount of money to start a business or whatever the case may be. So I highly, highly recommend buying a home as soon as possible. Uh, this is not a sales pitch. This is me trying to help people out. So if this is something that uh, interests you or you think you qualify for a home or you just want to have a conversation on how to get the process started and get there sooner rather than later, feel free to give me a call and I uh, hope this helps everybody get 1% in the right direction. So appreciate you guys tuning in. Hope everybody has a great week and a great weekend and uh, we'll be back next week. Thanks. Love you guys.